Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm really excited for this because I've got one of my like OG clients and also good <laughs> friends, Tiff, on the podcast. Um, and we've been working together for like quite a long time now. I'm not sure how long exactly, but it's been a long time. I feel like you've been with me through like all the business changes and everything. Um, and we both come from a swimming background as well. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to kind of get into this. And what we're going to do, we're going to go through like a bit about TIFF and obviously what you do, where you're at now. And then we're going to go through your journey, essentially, because you've come like such a long way with everything. And I think, you know, it's quite a what you've been through as well is something that I think a lot of girls actually do struggle with. Um, and it's not really spoken about. So I think it's going to be such a helpful thing for a lot of people as well. Um, so anyway, I'll stop going on. Do you want to do a bit of an intro about like what what you do now, like job wise, like what your training looks like at the minute? And then we'll go right back to kind of the start. Sure, no problem. Thank you so much, Leah, for the introduction. I feel like, yeah, we've known each other such a long time, worked together such a long time. But I feel like we've connected long before that already. So it's been a few years, hasn't it? Um, I'm glad we got to this point, though, kind of working together, but also able to do a podcast together. I can't let anyone down because a little bit of hype behind it. Um, but yeah, as Leah said, I'm Tiff. We've worked together probably around two and a half years now as kind of like client and coach, which I've really enjoyed and gained so much from in the process. Um, but long before that, my journey, I guess, originally started with my swimming background, which is where probably Leah and I first connected actually. So I never swam competitively when I was younger, which is a little bit different to Leah, um, but it was something that I was always really passionate about. It's probably my biggest hobby that I've had since I was a little child. So always stuck at it, always wanted to take it a little bit more seriously and put more time into it because I just loved it. I loved the feeling that swimming gave me. I loved being able to put all my energy into something. And I guess the community side of things as well, because anyone who's been involved in swimming or other kind of endurance sports like running as well you get a massive community around it um so i started to take swimming a little bit more seriously when i hit age 16 and to be honest i think i did that with the rest of my lifestyle as well i took things like my nutrition and my my diet around that a lot more seriously too um which is something i continued with when i went to university when i was 18. so i went to loughborough that was for the purpose of studying sport and exercise science, which is again, a little bit of an overlap with, with what Leah's background is as well. And I got so much more involved in swimming at Loughborough. Anyone who knows Loughborough has been there kind of just for visiting or even studied there will get why I've said that. It's almost like a bit of a hub for swimming. And that's kind of one of the core reasons why I went there. So to be involved in swimming a bit more, being in an environment that supported swimming. And through that journey, I was lucky enough to work with British Swimming and do an internship as part of my degree, which was an awesome part of my life. It was hard work, I'll be really honest, but an amazing part of my life because it gave me so much exposure to elite sport, first and foremost, but also kind of just like what the life of a professional swimmer looks like. And that goes far beyond what happens in the pool or even what happens in the gym. It was probably the biggest eye opener for me in terms of the nutrition side of things. And I think it was so beneficial for me because not just did I learn what swimmers need to eat or how much actually swimmers need to eat because it's a lot, um, but also just how much they enjoy their food more than anything. It's not just their as fuel. It was something that they love. They do it socially as well, cook together or go out for like coffees and treats together and stuff. 
And that gave me so much insight that was really valuable to me at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I'm really open and honest, that was a point in my life where I was actually struggling to balance everything in in what I was doing day to day. And that's from a sense of with my studies, uh, with the work experience and the volunteering I was doing with British Swimming, um, my own training as well, struggling to balance that with everything I had going on. So I kind of... I guess I had a lot of plates to spin (laughs) and there were times when I thought I was on top of it. Um, But looking back now, you know, a few years on and a few years out of it all, I can definitely admit that I wasn't balancing it all well enough. And actually I was letting quite a lot of things slip. So one of those was my own nutrition, like I mentioned, and probably just not doing what I should have been doing to get the recovery side of things right. So, you know, and Leah, you probably experienced something quite similar yourself at uni, like carrying on with training side of things or getting more involved in maybe the gym side of things for you at that time and obviously as anyone knows who studies either at uni or at college you have so much of a high workload that it does become a bit of a struggle to balance things yeah Uh, sometimes you know it only happens for a few weeks or so if you've got deadlines sometimes a little bit longer than that and I think I just found myself in a position where it was really really extended um eventually obviously finished my degree which is fantastic did well with that (laughs) carried on with British swimming a while longer um, and then eventually moved moved back home and got more specialised in nutrition, actually, because I found that that was the bit of sports science that just really intrigued me the most. Uh, that's what I still do now. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, I am still a senior nutritionist. Um, so I work for a private company, um, mostly dealing with elite sports. Some of that is still swimming, a little bit of that is swimming, but otherwise it's in a, a range of different sports now. So, you know, I pursued that path still. I still kept uh, the swimming side of things going in work and outside of work, I maintained that all the way through. So not just pool-based anymore, I actually specialise in open water now, which is a little bit of a, a different, more challenging in some aspects kind of swimming, just because you're kind of battling with the elements and dealing with cold cold water a lot of the time yeah. and anything else that could be in it as well um, so it's a little bit of a change but for me I just feel like it it suits me a lot more personally um as much as I like pool swimming and you you get to bump into quite a few people when you pool swim it's just it's not my kind of thing I prefer being in nature in the outdoors uh, the heat in summer as well and open water gives me a lot of that it gives me a bit of freedom I can travel to some really cool places and swim in some really amazing spots um, and it's just something different it's it's something a bit more out there you don't actually get as many people who do open water versus who do just general swimming or, or pool swimming um, so it's a little bit different and my training does look quite different to what a normal pool swimmer's training would look like uh, we can go into that in a bit more detail if you're interested Leah but I know it's, uh, it's not it's not everyone's cup of tea so I won't talk about it too much yet um, but that's kind of lead up, I guess, of both my career wise and also swimming wise from where I started to to where I am now. Yeah, fab. Because I remember, um, I, I think when I when I first started like following you or maybe looking at your uh, profile um, on Instagram, you were doing like the breakfast club thing with British swimming. And I was like, this is so cool. Like <laughs> get to be with all these swimmers. And because you, you obviously you're really into kind of recipe creation and everything like that, aren't you? And that was always really nice to see. Yeah, definitely. I think it gave me a bit of an outlet, to be honest. I think yeah. working with you already, I was like, what extra opportunities are there here? And, mm-hmm. you know, breakfast time was such a key one because athletes were so busy. They'd, I don't know, like grab a cereal bar or yeah. just run across the gym. But we had some who had a little bit of extra time and they wanted to do something all together. 
so we were like hmm, okay maybe something like a breakfast club once a week maybe something like that could work and honestly it just took off everyone loved it everyone got involved and for me personally as like you say someone who really enjoyed recipe creation and just getting I don't know, getting inspiration from different sources and trying it out somewhere in a in probably like a sport context. Yeah. It was the best possible platform I could have had because yeah. I was trialing different things, trialing new granola recipes, doing different overnight oats, doing poached that, you know, all these different yeah. really crunchy kind of foods, the foods that we love, I know. Um, but just getting the chance to do that for actual like professional athletes, it yeah. was probably one of the best experiences I could have had. And yeah, it seemed to go down pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always used to look at it and think it's really cool, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, that's an insight into kind of how you started, like, job-wise, everything like that. So, if we go back to when we first started working together, where were you at? Because, obviously, I know kind of your background and, like, where you came from. But what where were you at because I feel like we came a really long way when we thought when we first started working together and we've worked through quite a lot so maybe let's let's delve into that a bit just to give an insight into like what your training was like kind of you know everything to do with the effects of that um you know and what you wanted to get from the the coaching at the start definitely Okay, so I guess skipping back a little bit. So I touched on it when I was back about kind of my journey professionally, um, both obviously career-wise and then just as my my side hobby of swimming. I mentioned obviously I was juggling quite a lot of things uh, when I was at university, had the balance completely off. And I just, I didn't really know at the time how to remedy that. So I found that I was obviously just overworking really, both studying and overtraining and things like that too. Um, I'd unfortunately, as I went through that process of going through university, I'd also lost my periods. So I was a menorrhoeic, uh, which is really challenging when you're a young lady who doesn't really know anything at that point about the impacts of missed periods or what to even do, who to speak to when you experience that. That was probably the most challenging thing I found. And, you know, although I could go and speak to a doctor and get some referrals for things, yeah. it was almost like just test, 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 test. Yeah. Yeah. Never really finding any kind of reason behind it all and it was only then through like I say experiencing what I did at very swimming and knowing how important the right kind of fuel was from food and the recovery side of things as well it was then when I started to think okay well clearly there's something not right here I'm definitely not eating enough to sustain whatever I'm doing not just in the pool but everything else because I was quite active out of the pool as well and that kind of the journey with that all continued for such a long time I think I only really started the full recovery of that maybe a year or so before we started working together, but I still wasn't there when we really started. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's been such a long process already and a year on from leaving university, I was still struggling with that. I'd yeah. regained some, some of the weight that I'd lost whilst I was at university, which was, you know, a big contributor as well yeah. to what I was experiencing from the period side of things. Um, but I just didn't feel like I was quite able to get that balance right still. Yeah. I guess when when I kind of looked at the work you were doing, which was obviously mostly through Instagram, <laughs> most things are done these days, I was seeing obviously these amazing transformations from the physique side, which, you know, that ego part of you always hooks onto. You're like, oh, I want the physique, I want this, yeah. I want that. Anything that kind of you see outwards, that's what appeals most, or at least it did to me in the beginning. But I knew really deep down to get those sorts of changes a lot has to be done to optimize your food intake and also to optimize your recovery, manage your training load well. 
And being honest, I knew that wasn't what I was doing. I just couldn't get that balance right. I think, you know, a lot of people, because this was 2020, wasn't it, when we first started working together? I, yeah, I believe it was around yeah. lockdown, lockdownish time, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was kind of, yeah, towards almost like the middle, I think, of those first lockdowns yeah. that we had in 2020. And I think, you know, similar to everyone who's ended up kind of being shut away, locked at home, all you could really do other than doing work from home was some form of training or exercise as well. So I knew already I was trying to make the most of free time at home yeah. and things like that, which I was probably ramping up exercise, which was so counterproductive when I think about it now. It was just making that the issue I was struggling with so much worse. So, you know, I just thought when I saw everything you were doing and because we chatted already a little bit in, in the lead up to it all, I just thought I need to go for it because I need someone who can hold me accountable to things that I'm saying yeah. I really do. I've got a lot of the knowledge behind this, but I just yeah. don't feel like I've got that confidence at all to make yeah. these steps. I don't have the right sort of understanding even about managing my training load. So I need someone who can help me really structure that nicely planning the times that I need to be taking a little bit easier and lighter, planning my recovery days as well, because I just felt like I had the tools, but I just did not know how to, um, you know, how to structure it all, put it all into place to get me back to where I really wanted to be. So, you know, joining forces with you, I guess, in I've, I probably would have been the awesome winner of 2020. I just felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders because I thought this is someone who, you know, is going to understand where I'm coming from, from so many angles has so much knowledge and experience, has that swimming background so that she's going to understand why I love it so much, how important it is to me. Yeah. Obviously, you helped me so much in terms of actually planning out my sessions as well, which is another thing I really needed some good help and some good structure and guidance with. Um, but just general lifestyle, I think that was one of the huge things we worked on, which general lifestyle management, um, probably just mindset as well, which probably was the pivotal thing for me. Yeah. Because up until that point, I think if you think back to our earlier conversations versus talking to me now, yeah, 100%. I had quite a fixed mindset around a lot of things. Yeah. And it was that my week must look like this, my sessions must look like yes. this. I'm yeah. afraid of missing sessions, afraid of having too much yeah. rest, you know, all these different things. So you helped, you know, like take some of that stress and burden away from me by going, no, actually, rest is so important. Yeah. Do your sessions like this. And then I guess maybe more importantly than all on the food side as well because when we started working together my calorie intake versus my expenditure was so yes. off like that was the biggest thing like swimming as a lot of people know it's a pretty demanding sport yeah. your, yeah. your expenditure like your the yes. amount of energy you use in it is pretty high yeah. uh, especially for endurance swimming as well so you know it was right up there and food was right down here so you know right. some kind of balance with that was so important for me but probably more than anything the confidence that I could almost like I could eat that amount of food yeah. and I needed to eat that amount of food to get the best out of myself to be healthy again obviously as well as the key priority you know just so much there that even in the first couple of months of us working together I think with the massive things that we managed to really start working on yeah and also I think I I always forget actually how low your food was when we started because obviously it is now it's in actually a, a very healthy place like you know it's really consistent like you know it's in food is in a really good spot right now um but if I think back to you know where actually food was we we did spend those those first few months just really really slowly building up your food and 
And the thing is, as well, you had all the, like, you're very knowledgeable around nutrition, around food, obviously with training, swimming, but it's like, and I think it's the same with a lot of people who are in a similar situation to what you were, it's actually implementing it, what is the hard part, because you know deep down what you need to do, you knew that you needed to do a bit less training, you knew you needed to recover better, you knew you needed to eat a bit more, but it's actually, it's quite a scary process, I think, going through that, especially when, you know, a lot of people are often doing less and eating less and trying to lose weight. And, you know, you're surrounded by that a lot of the time. It can be quite a tough thing, I think, mentally going the other way. And I think it's the same with other girls that I work with as well. It's it's more of a mindset thing than anything and being like, actually, you know, it's okay to just rest and, and recover and chill a little bit more. Oh, definitely. And I think you put a bit of a barrier in place as well, whether you, you know, whether it's subconscious or, or not, you just have this bit of a barrier, which is it just prevents you from making that step and making the changes that do down, you know, you need to make. Yes. And it's once you kind of have, like I said, the skills, the confidence as well, and maybe the support to, to really push through that. And you start seeing the benefits on the other side. That's what gives you that reinforcement. I think that you are making the right decisions that, you know, eating sufficiently, that resting enough is going to do you the world of good. And yeah. it kind of, you know, reduces the stress, the anxiety around missing a session here and there or eating a little bit more food than you might normally do. Yeah. These are all massive positives. And then the kind of things that stay with you for life as well, because I, you know, the position I'm in now, which is probably two and a half to three years on from when we started this process, I am so much less stressed than I used to be and have so much less anxiety around anything and that's like yeah. the same sessions or eating something different or going out for meals like all of that's completely transformed but it took so much gradual work it did. to get to that point because it was just it was almost like I was too rigid too fixed in the first instance to be able to feel that way so it's I don't know but I know it's scary and obviously I've spoken myself to so many other girls that have either experience something really similar or just little, you know, little elements of, of what I've been through and everyone seems to feel the same way. I don't yeah. like, you know, I don't like putting a lot of blame down to things like social media or anything like that. But there obviously is a little bit of a, a contribution from stuff yeah. like that. Sometimes, like if you're someone who is active on social media, obviously it depends who or who you follow or what you follow and what you yeah. engage in the most in terms of the content you look at. But there is a big element to that as well. And I think, position I was in then maybe because obviously I was a bit younger <laughs> back then and my interests as they were back then it was very fitness orientated yeah. Yeah. because Instagram is a highlight you know it's a highlight yeah, of course, yeah. You're the best. you see people in the best physical shape or see people on their great days when they're eating so many like nutritious foods that look incredible but it's just not the full story and I think back then I was a little bit too naive to really appreciate that all and I thought, well, it's either all or nothing. You've either got to be spot on all the time and look incredible all the time, or, you know, what's the, it's almost like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. You know, which I think a lot of people still, still struggle with sometimes. And I, you know, I'll have days sometimes when I definitely still feel a little bit of that. And I think it's only reflecting on position I was in a few years ago versus what I've managed to do now and the, the position I'm in now, which I go, no, it was worth it. <laughs> and yeah. I don't really want to, listen to these kind of thoughts or you know the feelings that I've got if I'm feeling a little bit off one day because yeah. I don't ever end up back in that place again so yeah 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 and I think it's actually way more common than people think as well you know because a lot of people won't talk about the fact that you know they don't have a regular cycle or actually the training to the point where they've lost the cycle and I think it is like obviously something that needs to be 
worked on and spoken about a little bit more. And obviously I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but obviously I can, you know, if we can help support bring, bringing food up and, you know, managing stress and all these things, these are all things that are going to contribute to actually someone having a regular cycle and actually being healthy in themselves um and I still remember like when you when you messaged you were like oh my god like yeah. it's back and it was like the best feeling in the world it honestly was I it's probably something which I'm trying not to get emotional about now actually because it just been such a build up to that point yeah. when you know we were we were quite lucky because I remember we started working together what probably would have been the November of 2020 and this year I got my, my period back again in January 2021. Yeah. yeah. Two, obviously two years on from that now. But I just remember it seemed to happen so quick yes. in the process of us working together. But in my head, I knew I wouldn't have got it back that soon if we hadn't have started working together, if I hadn't have got the support from you, because I just couldn't, you know, I just didn't yeah. feel that confident to make the changes I need to. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's something where there just had been that little bit of a block <laughs> because I just wasn't ready yet. I wasn't in the right kind of condition for it to happen for my, for, I don't know, to kind of make all the steps I needed to to get myself back healthy again. But I think the best thing about it is because it happened so soon on, it was, again, that reinforcement for me that I was doing something so right for myself and that I would be really, really foolish if I stopped there. Because yeah. that, you know, that would have been the alternative. Because I remember when we started working together, it's like, okay, what are your goals? And in a roundabout way, I managed to, you know, like dive all that to you. I think we did focus on the physique side first, and I thought, I'm not being honest here. I just need to come out and say it. it's restoring periods first and foremost. That is the most important. Yeah. And it, it just got to a position. I thought, well, what, what's next then? What do we do now? Yeah. And that's almost like opened up or unlocked that second part of the journey for us, which has been focusing on everything else, like much more of the education yeah. side, much more of the like optimizing training then, which I can now afford to do because like you said, food's in a really good spot. Yeah, exactly. So much more, like more than I have done in years and years and feeling great with it. Obviously yeah. recovery is much, much better as well. Sleep, yeah. everything to do with my lifestyle now is so much stronger than it used to be. Yeah. And you know, there's certain bits of my personality type and my mindset that lend themselves <laughs> to being able to sustain this lifestyle because in all honesty, like the training I do week on week is still quite demanding. It's it's yeah. high volume because it's endurance swimming. It's SNC like we've introduced now. There's yeah. a bit of the kind of stuff I enjoy doing, like a bit of Zumba or yoga yeah. and, and things like that in there because it's just fun to me. But, you know, I wouldn't be able to do all of those activities right now if I hadn't have done the groundwork in terms of building food back up and managing stress levels and getting sleep as high as it possibly can be as well. Because, yeah. you know, it just, it doesn't, any other form of lifestyle just doesn't support that level of activity. And yeah. it's, you know, the kind of thing I've really had to come to appreciate. Possibly working in elite sport helps with that because that's the mindset that I take on probably quite naturally <laughs> because it's it's the you know, majority of the work I do. But it is that athlete mindset now of, Look, I'm making choices that support mm. training, support eventually my competition when when the season starts in a few months' time, and it becomes easier then for me to make the right choices for myself. And they're the kind of choices that really do support my health, my performance, yeah. and my lifestyle, really. Yeah, and I think just touching on that as well is obviously when you when someone is looking to get their like cycle back or to reduce stress or you know anything along those lines, obviously you do have to 
you do have to pull a bit harder at the start in terms of like you do have to pull back considerably you do have to bump food up but once you've got your cycle back and it's consistent and your recovery is good you can slowly start to phase a bit more training back in because like if you look at the amount of of training you're doing now like you are very active you do a lot of training (laughs) but because you've spent the time we did reduce all the stress you know we got your cycle back health is in a good spot food's really high like it, it lends itself to be able to support that so it's just like it's just looking at the bigger picture, isn't it? And I think that's what you did so well at the start. You just you just got on with everything straight away. And rather than expecting change straight away, like it's like playing the long game. It's actually been such a positive thing because not only have you got a regular cycle, your food's really high, your body composition is actually better than by a lot than it was at the start. And now you're able to do all the exercise that you want to do and sustain it. And I also think that as well, what you what you do really well is you know now when to rest and if you are tired you will rest whereas before you didn't and that would accumulate obviously at some point oh for sure I think that was my biggest well one of I had a few but one of my biggest downfalls is that because of again that personality type and the mindset it was just push 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 constantly no rest you've got to work hard and that it comes from so much of my background really it's just how I've always been in every aspect of my life same with studying and work and so on but it was the biggest thing that I had to make the adjustment with because I just looked at him and went, you know, I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve long term if I'm pushing so hard now that I'm just burning myself out. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and it is an investment process. I think, you know, I've heard you speak a lot about delayed gratification. And that's something where it is part and parcel, obviously, of things like bodybuilding, because it, it's just naturally that kind of process. And it's almost like I've had to look a bit inwards and think, well, how can I tie up what I do to that sort of mindset as well? And thinking about this has been a big investment process, which yeah. is pretty much any angle. <laughs> same, like you say, with optimizing body comp and making improvements there. Same with trying to get the the benefits in the pool or in open water, wherever I'm swimming. You know, it's just it takes so much to go into yeah. that. But the recovery is a key part of that. Something I don't know if you you know mentioned this in my background at all. I've got an autoimmune condition, which displays itself as um, inflammatory arthritis so this is another key thing that we've tried to manage and balance alongside everything else that we've done obviously as you can imagine increasing food being a lot better rested getting better sleep has all massively improved the symptoms i experience like the position i'm in now versus when we first started working together it's like i just couldn't get myself healthy <laughs> you know i couldn't get myself fit constantly in a state of flare-up mild or severe but now my my symptoms are just so much better managed and i know within myself that comes down to lifestyle management and especially just knowing when i like you say i need to just rein yeah. it in with training yes. i can't you know like i can't afford to push 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 all the time slam my joints in the gym and you know like thrash around in the pool and just expect to be fine i know that if i feel any kind of tweak in my shoulder which is normally where i kind of still feel a few symptoms now i know i need to rein it in i can't do as much pull work or i need to do a little bit more gentle stuff or i need to do a little bit more stretching after you know it's kind of just understanding and having more of an appreciation for the benefits of doing that that's given me the kind of the peace of mind that it's okay (laughs) you know I don't have to push 24 7 it's just impossible to sustain that and you know I'm not an elite athlete I have other stuff to manage around my training as well um so it's just so important that I do take the rest where I need to and you know figuring out that kind of stuff with you has been so helpful for me and yeah that's that's all really a really good point and something that I, I was actually thinking about and I think this will be really really interesting to touch on is 
obviously when when we first started building food up were were you nervous about you know body comp because that this is something I get with a lot of girls it's like I don't want to eat more I'm really scared of gaining weight I'm really scared of you know I don't want to eat more I want to actually get leaner because when we look at when we looked at your photos and I remember sharing these you actually your body composition dramatically improved as we went on even though you were actually doing less and eating more so were you were you nervous about that and if so or maybe not but how did you like manage that and like those thoughts Uh, I was extremely nervous so when I mentioned that barrier that I had that mental block that stopped me from making the changes this was one of the biggest reasons why it's because I was just petrified of gaining weight of I don't know just almost like yeah losing figure losing tone I mean this body fat in places I really didn't want it to be and actually probably the external side of that as well which is what would people think what would people say that was probably the biggest form of pressure that I put on myself is that I need to stay this way. I can't do any changes that are going to make me look any different. So it was, I think, you know, just an acceptance of it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was, that was it for me. I think it was pivotal that I did what I did in terms of working with you, making the changes because I couldn't let it last for any longer. And it was almost like sacrificing these ideals that I had in my head of how I should look right now for Mm -hmm. the bigger picture, which is being healthier and then long-term being able to actually sustain a better anyway and that was probably a big thing for me that I thought okay if there's one thing that I'll hook onto and that will drive me through this process is thinking I probably want to be quite selfishly ego side again I want to be able to sustain good figure good body composition as long as I possibly can whether that's into late 20s into 30s 40s whatever but I I don't know how obviously future looks for me (laughs) but I want to try and be as strong as I can I want to be in as good shape as I can be for just as long as possible yeah. but I knew I would not be able to achieve that by eating what I was currently eating and training the way that I was yeah. because that was just too like I mentioned it would just poles apart there was no balance there at all and kind of knowing what I know now from probably the theoretical side of things being a nutritionist I know how much I was harming my metabolism by keeping food that low yeah. and that long term again is awful for body composition yeah. when you're really yeah. trying to gain muscle or whether you're trying to tone up lean down whatever you want to do having a low or a slow metabolism just doesn't help at all so I know I needed to do so much work to build that up and one of the best ways to do it is increasing your food intake to where it really needs to be yeah so it was hard (laughs) for sure um but through yeah I think eventually when long long term and it did take a while maybe it's just let's say being in that state for such a long period of time so chronically underfueling, we call it you know it meant that it was a little bit challenging for me because I did gain a little bit of weight I did gain fat mass it was just part of the process but again it was having that long-term vision of it's not forever it's not forever (laughs) you know yeah it did settle down and when I because we did obviously the photo shoot last year and you know if you actually look at where you where you were you were visibly actually quite a fair bit leaner from when you started and your food intake I mean you must have been eating near on a thousand calories more a day yeah easily yeah. <laughs> if you know if not way more on some days even yeah. so much more it was you know if you put it into context it could be two, two meals like literally yeah. two meals a day added on to what I was eating at that point yeah. which yeah. is is huge and you know I've got to be transparent with it it was difficult not just from the mindset side of things even physically actually if you remember when when we first did start building food up I was like oh gosh well firstly I feel so full because I'm just not 
you know not used to the volume of food yeah. there was the secondary side of that which is maybe getting a few stomach symptoms as well so like a little bit of either indigestion or bloated or cramping yeah. and things like that which again it's it's fairly common to experience those sort of symptoms if you've chronically eaten a lot less than what you should do yeah. you then begin to eat the volume up but you know our body's amazing it adapts <laughs> so you know give it you know give it a month two months into that process i found that great i'm used to that level of food now then let's bump up again yeah. and keeping yeah. us wasn't it of you know doing things fairly gradually i know reverse dieting is something you've touched on only recently as well yeah. um, but it was that process of just gradual step by step by step so that it wasn't overwhelming physiologically like physically how my body's reacting to that level of food and then also just mentally it's okay to like come to terms with yeah. this is the volume of food i need to hit this as a minimum and we're building we're building from there as well yeah. so you know that to me personally i know some people don't always prefer it that way that's the way that felt best for me because you know if we would have jumped in straight away and gone okay let's get to that plus thousand calorie <laughs> point yeah. that i'm at now or a little bit beyond that now i, I just couldn't have handled it it would have been so overwhelming for me i probably just wouldn't have even known how to manage that yeah, within my yeah. diet the way i like to eat i'm i'm fussy i admit it so it, it was tricky wasn't it us testing out will this work will that work how about this you know it just it works so much better to do that all way more gradually than try yes. and jump in and do it all straight away yeah and that's the thing as well because i think anyone in this scenario like you need to it's not just about your body and what your body needs it's like you it needs to feel manageable and achievable for you as well and it needs to be like baby steps in the right direction rather than just going in and even though it probably would have been maybe better for, for your body physically to have that jump in calories like mentally it's just not it's not going to happen coming from where you were and it's the same with anyone um so yeah it was it's it's been it's been a big a big journey but with lots of positives but it's uh, I think you were so good at like playing the long game with it as well like you really I think it's really difficult coming from that situation to think years down the line but ultimately it is you know it does take it does take a while and even like yes you got your cycle back quickly but we then had to solidify that and we said right let's just aim to get now a few consistent cycles in to make sure it's actually you know it's actually there and it's actually consistent and it's been what two years plus now and you now you know you're training lots you know your food's high you're doing your races this year um, and that's something I wanted to touch on as well because I think a lot of people see like obviously media and bodybuilding and think that everyone I work with <laughs> is a bodybuilder whereas actually I've got like multiple girls that run you know people girls that do half marathons and marathons obviously you're open water swimming um, and you know there's so much variety within it and I think because I came from obviously an SNC swimming background like I absolutely love that type of training and it's been actually really fun doing because we did all your swimming programming and like all the the breakdown mm -hmm. and, everything, and that was so cool and obviously now you're doing like SNC so I just wanted you to talk through like training what does that look like what are your goals with training you know because it doesn't have to be purely bodybuilding training either yeah, that was the thing that actually intimidated me a tiny bit when I was looking at your profile. Like when we first connected, I'm like, oh my gosh, like look at the kind of training that she does, look who she works with. And I did have that little bit of nerves in terms of like, will I have to do that sort of training? Because it's not yeah. what I'm used to. My mom used to bodybuild back in the day, and that was the only kind of exposure I'd had, other than a you know, a few friends at university who were involved in that kind of training as well. So yeah, it was a little bit daunting. I thought, well, I have to train that way. And to be honest through this process i'd say we've experimented quite a lot as well yeah. 
you know it was just kind of the stage of my life that I was in as well early 20s loving sports all sort of activity and just trying to figure out like what suits me what do I enjoy the most yeah. but swimming is one that always stuck and I guess what I had through sports science as well is the appreciation of everything that goes around the sport that you train for so similar to yourself with the bodybuilding you'll do mobility stuff around that as well to complement yeah. it other recovery techniques as well I knew that I needed to build other activities around the swimming to support it because swimming by nature it's high demand on the upper body shoulders particularly and the neck as well posterior chains all these different parts of the body where you're using them and putting them through the paces a lot in the water it's not just endurance it's a lot of strength side to it a lot of core activation as well so it was looking at what i was currently doing in a week trying yeah. to stretch that well in terms of what was i actually doing within the training sessions so let's say like technical balance of like little sets in there versus doing some endurance sets versus doing speed sets you know making sure we've got a bit of everything in yeah. there that i needed to do to contribute to open water but then around that like i say building in all the kind of complementary activities that would really support me and strengthen me and if anything, because of just how I am, try and keep me free from injury as well, because <laughs> that's, that's quite a big challenge for me sometimes. So it's you know, nice to kind of get so focused in on each particular session, map that all out. And I still use quite a similar structure now, and two, that's two years on from when we first started doing these sessions together. And you know, my volume generally, as I go through a bit of pre-season into the full season, my volume will build up volume just being the amount of meters that I swim in a, in a total week. So at the moment, I'm still in quite a big building phase with my volume. I'm swimming more sessions now than I was a few a few months ago. Um, the actual volume per session is a lot longer as well. So I normally start off in the off season doing two kilometer sessions, which are quite easy. And then eventually I build up to anywhere between kind of four and five or six kilometer sessions when the open water season starts. Um, because my specialty even though open water, I say it's a specialty, there are certain distances that I'm trying to target this season. I've got to play it by ear. Like you said, it's a, it's a long game with things. It's, you know, thinking later on, it's not just this season I'm I'm kind of mentally considering. Yeah. It's actually, maybe in 10 years' time, what I want to achieve with swimming. Yeah. Because my goal, long, long term, is to do crazy distances. <laughs> distances I'm kind of not already specifically thinking about, but I know I want to do pretty yes. huge because I've got a long-term goal of doing things like raising awareness, a lot more fundraising with my swimming. So that's something that I know I need to build up to. Yeah. But in order to get to that point, I need to do the groundwork now, yeah. which is yeah. gradually building volume in terms of the types of events I'm targeting as well. Yes. That's you know, that's what we've already spoke about for for this upcoming season, open water. Yeah. It's to to start off with a swim which is actually already longer than my target swim last year was. So that's uh, 3.2 kilometers to so two miles roughly, uh, which will be in June, early June in Lake Windermere. And then from there, it's building up and building up. So maybe a 5K swim. And then from there, my, my last one of the season will be a much bigger distance than that. So it's yeah. motivating. <laughs> it kind of keeps me, keeps me going um, on the harder weeks, especially when it's cold and when it's dark through winter. Uh, it is the kind of thing that just really motivates me, gets me up first thing in the morning to go and train. And yeah, it, it keeps me happy. Other than the really hard sessions, it keeps me happy. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you just found a really nice spot with everything now where you can do the training you enjoy, you can tick over with it. You know, everything's in, everything's in a good spot from a health perspective. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just nice to see. And I think 
yeah, I just wanted to talk through this because I think other people that are going to be in a similar position to what you were, I think it can often feel like there's no way out of it and you're kind of stuck like that. And, you know, how do you actually go about moving forward? But, you know, if you look at you now, like food's really high, body comp's really good, like energy's good, sleep's good. You get to do all the training you enjoy doing, recovery's great. And it just shows that like it is possible to move away from that. It just takes a bit of time and a bit of perseverance. It definitely does. And I think, you know, it's hard because if you're in that sort of situation, your first step is you just don't know where to look. Yeah. Initially. And when you do start looking, you get all these horrible, scary things <laughs> that kind of come out to you because, you know, you might go and look on the internet and internet is full of lots of stuff. Some of it positive, some of it not very helpful. Um, but I think for me personally, and I know I'm biased because I've just, you know, the way we've worked together and what my background is as well. I feel like it takes this form of support to yeah. make the changes that are longer lasting just and that's again through personal experience of being referred to dietitians and being referred to all sorts of other specialists and not either not getting any answers that I really needed or just not getting any level of support that I needed yeah. because you're seeing someone who's seeing a hundred other people across the course of a month maybe yeah. it's very patchy support sometimes and I think you just need something which is a little bit more personal and you know just you've got a connection with someone yeah that for me was probably the ultimate game changer with it all because if you'd have let's say just given me some kind of meal plan hit this many calories hit these macros yeah. include these foods do this with your training i still probably wouldn't have stuck to it as well as i did because yeah. i think knowing that i'd got regular check-ins with you regular yeah. calls and that just emotionally you were there for support as well yeah. that's kind of the key bit that really helped make the changes stick because yes. otherwise you are still in that position of, okay, I've got the tools again, but I'm still left in the dark. Yeah, it's the implementation, isn't it? And the yeah, it's the implementation phase where you just, you get stuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you've been in, it's routine, it's habits, isn't it? And I know habits is something you focus on so much. Yeah. If you are in a habit or many habits, which just don't contribute towards the goals that you've got to restore periods or to be a healthy body weight or to eat plenty more food to fuel training, if your yeah. habits are that you, you're not going to be able to make it stick and make it happen yeah. whereas if you've got someone who's constantly reminding you or showing you how to break the habits rebuild new ones or just add new ones in that are really healthy yeah that's ultimately when you're going to get that long lasting change and I genuinely feel like it's been the best investment because it set me up for life basically oh amazing yeah and it's been yeah you've done you've just done super well with everything like I said you just you just did what you needed to do and it's just massively paid off. Um, yeah, and it's been really nice because I feel like not only you now in an amazing place, but like, obviously we like meet for coffee and like, you know, it's just nice. I just feel like we've got a like really nice friendship out of it as well, which is amazing. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, obviously that's been the best bit for me. <laughs> Putting yeah. the selfish stuff aside, that's been the best bit as well. Because I think, you know, like I said, we, we spoke a little bit in the beginning back when I was doing all the stuff with British Swimming and, and you know, like I was seeing what you were doing locally as well. And it was just nice that we managed to do something that brought us a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we get to we get to enjoy being friends as well as, as working yeah. together, which is lovely. Yeah, which has been nice. So thanks so much. This has been really, really good. And I'm sure like it will benefit a lot of people as well. So it's been, it's been good. And I've never done a podcast before that is like gone through this and someone that's actually been through this. So I think it will be really, really useful. I hope so. It's like a bit of an exclusive scoop to be honest, because I don't normally, <laughs> I haven't really spoken about this, yeah. you know, this side to me or this history that I've got with anyone who hasn't almost like been there and, and seen it seen it yeah. all like family and friends and things I've obviously spoken 
and told people bits and pieces yeah. of the story but this is the first time i've really fully opened up explained it all gone through everything and um, so i really do help it help hope it helps people i hope that if they feel like they need further support they reach out either to you people can obviously send questions to me as well if they ever want yeah. to i'm more than happy to help i think the biggest thing that i wanted to do once i finally got to that point of being able to open up share my story is just help people who are feeling the same way yeah. because it's a, it can be lonely sometimes it can be so so draining so demanding and you do feel like you're a little bit lost with it so if there's anyone who needs any kind of extra support then you know feel free to to open up my communication <laughs> what, what, sure. do you want to say your like instagram so people can message you if they want to yeah sure so on instagram i'm the cooking yum so leah follows me so it should be fairly easy to find on there you'll find a lot of foodie stuff <laughs> that, that is my background like leah said there's a lot of recipe development on there as well so you might find some recipes um otherwise now it's a bit more bloggy so there's a lot of foodie stuff on there a bit of travel um but just general feel good stuff as well amazing and thanks so much because i know like it's been a big journey and i know it might have been a bit tricky to talk through sometimes so I really appreciate you'd like talking through everything and sharing it all that's okay just thank you for having me I've wanted to do another podcast for such a long time so yeah I'm glad to be back yeah it's been nice I love doing these so yeah thank you so much um and yeah we'll be back soon <laughs>